Welcome to the Bike Pack Adventures Podcast. I am your host, Chris Panaski. This podcast was created so as to share the stories of bike tours, bike packers, and endurance cyclists from around the world as they embark on amazing adventures. Through their stories, you'll be able to learn the ins and outs of bike travel. You'll get insight into various countries and cultures around the world, hear fantastic stories of their journeys. Through both mine and my guests' experiences, you'll learn about the pros and cons of specific gear, bikes, and bike setups. If you're new to bike travel and considering going on an adventure, I hope the podcast provides you with that extra little bit of motivation to make it happen. I want to thank Panorama Cycles, Redshift Sports, Restrap, Race Day Fuel, and Brockton Cyclery for supporting Bike Pack Adventures and helping to keep me on the bike. Check out the show notes for more information about these amazing companies. Thanks and keep on pedaling. Mariam, Felipe, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Hi, thank you again. Thank you so much for the invitation. All right, let's start from the beginning. Tell us about your journey and how this love story came about. Okay, about uh, about more or less about one year ago, I st- I was thinking about the bike tours for end of September of 2018, and I was looking in the website of Farm Showers, looking for companion. Because I didn't have any experience for traveling by bicycle. Okay, I had, but it was very few. I was looking for a companion and after... In a long trip, no? Yeah, a long trip. After I posted in the bomb showers and Felipe messaged me and we start talking about the tours, how it's going and after happened. <laughs> yes, it happened. Uh... It, uh, we was more or less the same um, idea to start a, a t- the trip and uh, at the finish of 2018. So was a was a good idea to start to talking about uh, maybe we can in- engage for a for a for a trip. So the story uh, starts from this conversation. Okay, so this was how long ago? This was one year ago, plus plus, right? Yes. Yeah, more or less. Yes. Yeah, it's just one year. Yeah. Just one year. One yeah, year. 20 le- days later, it will be one year. Okay. And why don't you tell us about where you're from? I'm from Mexico, from Baja, California. It's a, it's a commonly known path for cyclotourists. Cyclotourists that wants to, likes to cycle in the West Coast um, road from maybe Alaska, from North of Alaska, Vancouver, and in 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 the middle points, San Francisco. Yeah, those Alaska, Argentina type people. Yes, yes, yes. Then a uh, mandatory point is okay, not mandatory, but people usually wants to cross Mexico through Baja. So uh, Ensenada is it's in the path. So uh, I'm from from there. I had a uh, record many feedback from Warm Showers website. So. Yes, I, I I know from our uh, my visitors how is the life in warm showers and all of this. And Felipe, have you done touring previous to this? Yes, previously in 2017, I cycled uh, Cuba from uh, all the way the all the way the island uh, from uh, Santiago de Cuba to La Habana in about 20 23 days. 
How far is that? How far is about 1,200 kilometers. But I made another loop, a small loop, so in total was 1,400, yeah, more or less. I heard Cuba is very, very nice to cycle in. <laughs> yeah, more or less. Cuba was flat roads most of the trip. Here in this uh, trip, we, uh, to be honest, we avoid the most difficult uh, roads in Laos. The highlands of yeah, big mountains in Laos. Yes, really difficult with our weight, with 60 kilograms added to the bicycle, really, really, really tough. So it's it was a, a smart, uh, it was a smart decisions to skip these uh, climbs of uh, steeps of about uh, 12 plus percent. So my legs only resist 10. <laughs> Not 30? Not more. No, difficult. Yeah. Few meters only. <laughs> and the most, the rest of the time, push the bicycle. Push, push, push. And how about you, Mariam? Where are you from? Tell us about yourself. Yeah, I'm from Iran. And I, I live in capital, Tehran. And have you done much touring in the past? About one year ago. No, two years ago. I uh, was cycling from Yerevan, Yerevan Armenia. Mm-hmm to Istanbul, Turkey. It was about 2,000 kilometers and it was very hilly. I traveled in a group, 10 and 10 people in the group and it was my first trip. Oh, very cool. And uh, how long was it again? About one month. A one month trip? Yes, one month. And um, so this trip came up about a year ago to come to Southeast Asia. You started chatting about doing a trip. Yes. And you just guys just clicked from the beginning. Yes, a strong clip. <laughs> I think. When you came on the trip to to um, you flew to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we started in Kuala Lumpur. You yeah. started in Kuala Lumpur. We we met together about three months after our first talking in Turkey, okay. and so after we we sure that yeah it's we want to have a trip together and. After six months, we start this trip. We started the 6th of March in Kuala Lumpur. Ah, okay. Very nice. And how far have you ridden on this trip? What's been the, the numbers? Yeah, at, at the first, uh, we planned, our main plan was to cycle 5,000 kilometers. We had an initial plan start, uh, to start in uh, Kuala Lumpur all the way to... Bangkok, and, and after takes the road, the west road to Myanmar and India. Uh, skipping some parts for complete 5,000 kilometers, we calculate about 80 kilometers per day with uh, some rest days. So it was our first uh, calculation. No? But in, in the middle, we uh, grab more information from cyclotourists from cyclotourists that uh, we find in the way. And they tell us the situation in uh, more information about Myanmar, about India. And at last we decide to skip India for um, the reason of the population. It's, uh, it's a country very overpopulated. Um, this situation, we also was uh, are preferring to camping most, most of the time. So in Myanmar is forbidden by, by the government. Right, yeah. 
these both decisions make us in the way to Bangkok to change our minds to take uh, the west uh, the west road. So we decided to to go through the east uh, countries of uh, Asia in in the, in the south east. But we did it from the north of Thailand, from Chiang Mai, Ram, uh, Chiang Rai, and, and so on. So, and then into Laos from Chiang Rai, yeah? Yes, yes, yes. So we crossed Laos, now we are in Cambodia. And uh, after, uh, I have a, a, a tour all the way in Vietnam. You have a what, pardon me? Uh, continue the trip in Vietnam. Okay, yeah, you're going to Vietnam. Mariam's flying back to Iran for a little while. Yeah, I will come back to Iran because getting a Vietnam visa for me as Iranian person takes a lot of time, about 15 days and we have we are, we are as a traveler, we don't have time for staying in one place for 15 days, so we quit the Yeah, year. I decided to not go to Vietnam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Vietnam's tough. My wife and I looked at it once and It's just a hassle with visas, and we're like, we'll wait, we'll do it, do it in the future. Yeah. Is this a trip that you would recommend to Iranians or, uh, I'll say, Latinos, Mexicans, or Central Americans as well as South Americans? Uh, yeah, for sure, because the landscapes are very beautiful. People are very nice in these countries. Uh, roads in Malaysia and in Thailand, okay, first Thailand are in the best condition, that is very nice, but we recommend them to choose a good time <laughs> and good season to come here because... Talking about the weather. Yeah, because the weather here, um, we chose a hot season. The middle of the hot season. Yes, exactly, <laughs> summer and... Uh, somehow we um, we annoyed with this weather and it's better to choose in a correct date yes be more accurately with the with the weather it was in our opinion it was one of the most important circumstances so take care with with the weather season for us the latinos is a tough challenge in uh, language in, in, yeah. in the communication People uh, need to know that the calligraphy, it's different in yeah. Southeast countries like Thailand, uh, Laos, and Cambodia. So it's uh, really tough to have a, a little conversation, even even the most basic conversation. So get ready for challenge in these in this two points. No, It's a big difference compared to Malaysia when you start and everybody speaks English. Yeah. The vast majority of the population yeah. speaks yeah. English well. Yeah. And then you hit Thailand and all of a sudden it's... change yeah you, you crash in a, in, a, in a wall talking about uh, communication yes yeah and i think that it doesn't matter if you're an english speaker or not when you get into the rural parts of cambodia laos thailand vietnam english is not there so how do you guys communicate when the language doesn't work most of the time <laughs> we use uh, google translate or body language or show uh, for example if uh, We were hungry and we saw some noodles. We uh, we point to the noodles and please, <laughs> we want these and this kind of experience that we had. Yeah, but Google Translate and technology works well. 
But sometimes you need to use the corporal language very high, like, you know, exaggerating the movements. Also, uh, in um, these uh, Buddhism countries, it's very common for psychotourists to try to use temples for places for camping. Well, usually in uh, temples, you need to talk with the main... Uh, the head monk, yeah. The head monk. Usually the head monk is the elder of the community of monks. Sometimes the translator doesn't work because they refuse the technology, you know. They... So in, in this case, we get a recommendation from a friend, from another Mexican. And it's a recommendation we can give to another cyclotourist is to, to record a video in where you are uh, assembling your tent, mm-hmm. you know, and you can record from yourself making your tent and show to the elder. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. It's more graphic, you know, with this, say, I want this. And there's a picture, the video shows a temple in the background. and It is. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can have a video of yourself going to the toilet and you can be like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Big graphic. <laughs> and it works, yes, yes, yes. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> what kind of advice would you give to people to budget a trip like this? You know, Iran is going through a little bit of financial difficulty right now. These sanctions exactly. and stuff. You're like the quiet little brother of North America. I think Canada's the quiet one, but... Uh... Yeah, but uh, a little more steady. Our economy is, yeah, it's, uh, for these countries, it's, it's possible to travel. Um, I think for most of the Latino American economies, it's possible to have a trip or, I don't know, depends on, uh, on your incomes, but. Maybe not Venezuela at the moment. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe not. And Cuba. <laughs> I know. Depends on also depends on your customs and the comfort you want to grant in your in your trip. But maybe between twenty five to thirty five US dollar per day. That's a comfortable trip. Yeah, 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 more or less. I had a couple a guests that are on a previous podcast. They traveled and they went from Europe all the way even through Iran. Spent three months in Iran, through India, and then, and then now through this part of Asia. And they budgeted five euros per day total between the two of them for food and two euros a day each for accommodation so that when they don't use it, it just builds up a fund. And then Mm -hmm. when they need a hotel or a guest house, they used it. And they did their whole trip on less than nine euros a day. Yeah. Crazy. Any budget is doable, right? It just depends what what you want. How much do you want to camp? Do you want guest house more often? I think you guys mentioned you do like a couple days of camping, a couple days of guest house or hotels or hostels or warm showers and mm-hmm. just to find that balance. Yes. But yeah, so th- I think these guys said they would go like 10 days without showering sometimes. I was like, that's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, in, in our case, it uh, was, was better to guess in uh, this, this season. As Mariam said, we choose the the hottest season so it was very difficult for the body recover the heat from the heat yeah so it's uh, mandatory to have one day each three days in a air conditioned room um, and i slept well in a in a good bed so if you guess in a better season maybe you can long a, a little more your your stance in hotels maybe and because of the heat, I assume you didn't have crazy long days on the bikes. What kind of kilometers were you averaging? 
recycled about it depends on the uh, road and uh, evaluation and Ele elevation, elevation sorry elevation, <laughs> elevation. and uh, the hot but uh, about 50 to maximum to 80 yeah yeah around 80 yes yeah. i've done I've done a couple hundred hundred kilometer days here and in Cambodia in the middle of the dry season, a hundred kilometers is killer. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're beat. <laughs> you don't enjoy your time because you get to wherever you're going and then you just go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Usually in a cyclotourism, factor number one, elevation. Factor number two, maybe the weather. This yeah. thing. And factor number three, maybe the wind, apart from the weather, because the wind is a special special condition, you know. And yes, in, in, in this uh, hot season or these hot weathers, we custom or trying to custom to wake up in the very morning about four and try to avoid the, the, the sun, you know. So if the cyclotourists want to travel here, we recommend to start your trip just before the sunrise, maybe depends on the season. But now we are cycling, we are wanting to start cycling at 5.30 till 11 more or less. After reach about 50 kilometers, rest, a full rest. And restart your cycling at four. When? Depends if, if the, if the weather goes cloudy in the middle, in the, in the midday. So you can take advantage of it. But if not, it's better to restart at four and cycle another 20, 30 kilometers. And what do you do? Where do you go during this time from 11 to four or where do you usually hang out? Uh, we stopped at the, at the restaurants or in the shadow, in a good shadow. And take a lunch and take a uh, take a nap and after we started again at uh, four or three three thirty something. Yeah, like it's that. a tough. It's a tough. Uh, sometimes it's tough. We, it's difficult to find a a good place in far kilometers. So if you have good luck, yes, you can find a good shadow. If not, we don't have. But we saw in the in the way. Other cyc cyclists that use hammock, so that that, oh, yeah? that carry uh, yeah carry hammock. It's easier to find two trees, and put a, put your hammock in between, and um, have a rest in the in the hammock. So uh, we we didn't know that, so we learn from other cycle tourists. It's a good idea, I guess. Um, you see lots of, I mean, in Cambodia, you see it all the time. The tuk tuk drivers, uh, they just sling a hammock. Yes. Through their vehicle. And they're, yes. they're in the middle of the day. They're just sitting there resting because yeah. it's hot. Yes. Why else would you do, right? Yes. It's a very good day. What's been your favorite country so far on this tour? For Unanimous. me, Thailand. Yes. Unanimous. Unanimous. <laughs> what is it about Thailand that, that just makes it that amazing or that special? At first, I think roads. Yes. Roads are very nice, yeah, very the roads, good. Uh, the quality of the roads. Yes. Road. People are very nice, always smiling. They call it the land of the million smiles or something. Exactly, exactly. Yes. It's the fact. And another thing is the uh, food. If you, <laughs> if you tell them that please don't food very spicy, <laughs> yeah, the foods are very nice. And the fruits, for sure. For me, yes, Thailand. I can add only that the secondary roads can offer you very good shadows. 
because uh, there are many palm plantations, coconut plantations. So uh, in these secondary roads, especially in the from the north to the center to Bangkok, it's very recommendable to yeah. to get only secondary, secondary, secondary roads. And the roads are really good shape in Thailand. Wow. It's just one of those things. Is there? I've cycled in northern Thailand. Beautiful roads, like even wide shoulders. Yes, it is. Uh, yeah, so you feel safe. You were speaking about food in Thailand, and I guess we could apply this to more lots of Southeast Asia. What, what's your guys' go-to snacks when you're on the road? You know, when you say, "Oh, I could eat some pineapple," or "I could eat." What, what do you guys usually stop for? Coconut water. For sure. Coconut water. <laughs> coconut water is, is, With ice. Coconut water is the, from the cooler. It's an oasis. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. Because the coconut is not only water; it's minerals. It's a you don't need Gatorade when you have coconut. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. It's yes. isotonic. Yeah, 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 it's isotonic, yes. And let me say that, okay, I'm not fan of uh, this. Uh, I, I'm not fan of franchises, but in this case, I I will give a point, a, a start to 7-Eleven. 7-Eleven are little oasis in Thailand. You can get everything in 7-Elevens. Uh, With good price. At good price, yeah, mm-hmm. so, surprisingly, at good price. Beverage. Also, fresh food and good quality food. Thailand has taken this from Japan. Yeah. Japan and Korea are the corner store. Yeah. Wonderland of food and drinks, like just everything they have. Yeah. But we unfortunately we didn't find any Seven Eleven in mm. Laos and Cambodia, mm. and it was very hard. Yeah, I think just as soon as you leave Thailand, that's it. Yeah, yeah, only Thailand. Yes, uh, it can save your day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Without extraction, yeah. And we had a thermal bottle that we ah, always fill <laughs> with the ice. And in this hot weather, when we were very thirsty, we used the ice in everywhere that we were. And I used the ice no with the with the machine, and it's very good. What do you miss about your countries while you're on this tour? What kind of things are you like, ah, oh, I just wish I had some of that? Foods. 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 For sure, Prepared? yes. Foods. Foods. Yes. <laughs> For me. Food, some most. customs, but most the food. I made some guacamole yesterday and, and Felipe was sitting here when nobody was around, like rubbing his finger in the bowl, <laughs> like licking it. He was just like, oh my God. <laughs> Mexican custom. <laughs> <laughs> and what food do you miss most from Iran? What is the first thing you're going to eat when you go back? Mm, bread I will <laughs> I will really Sangyak Yeah Sangyak And Abgusht Abgusht yeah Yes Abgusht is good We had some last weekend Oh yeah <laughs> And um, How about you? Tacos 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 yeah. Tacos yes Tacos There is no other word than Is there a specific matters. taco That you would say Anybody that comes to Mexico Must have Yeah depends on the region But in In the region In the north In Baja we used to to eat meat, meat. Uh, the quality of the meats of the of the beef, meat, meat beef, is uh, is one of the best in the country. So, and and then in northwest you can find very good uh, carne asada. It's a uh, grill real beef tacos. So with guacamole. So it's the. It's the heaven. I'm so. looking forward to my trip to yeah. Baja. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the heaven. <laughs> but at first you come to Iran and you 
eat of kusht. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you will love Sitting on a yeah, floor in a restaurant and then you have your shisha after and the kalyan. Kalyan. Perfect. All right, so your guys' lives have changed a lot throughout this trip. What has happened? What's going on now? Yes, in, the, in this trip, we decided to get married. Hey, <laughs> and after, thank you. And after this trip, about one month later, we will have celebration and yeah. Yes, I think both of us wants the same for our life. Uh, share our life with a with a person that uh, you can share your dreams. And for us, make this kind of trip trip is a is is a is a, is a dream. The first of we, many to come. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So have with the person that you can share your dreams is I think is a is a correct one. In in this case, yes, is is as we expect. Uh, most of the times everything is good. Sometimes, as any as any uh, uh, couples, couples, yes, some frictions, but no, nothing happened. Everything goes well after. It's pretty normal. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty normal. So, yeah, we are uh, meeting each other, especially in tough moments. You know, uh, you can in in these moments you can. See the the response of the other person. How is it? Uh, because in you have to to know how is in critical moments. You know, we are in test testing each other, but I think we are succeeding. In my well, opinion, if you decided to get married, I guess things are going pretty well. <laughs> what has been the most memorable moment so far on this trip? Are there any? Is there a most memorable? Moment? I don't know. Um, no, I, I really can't uh, highlight one spectacular moment, but there are very good moments in the middle. Uh, the Songkran celebration was one of the of the top, I think, because the happiness of the people uh, in this it really scene, shines uh, through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, it's very, it's very advisable. I, I I love when when the contrast when uh, suddenly a contrast a big contrast happen, and you can see that in in when you change to another country, uh, you can advise immediately the condition of roads, the aspect of the of the people, the, how the people look like, the customs, uh, the food immediately suddenly from Which the morning. Which What's the most contrasting countries? I'm going to guess Malaysia to Thailand, but that's my guess. Yes, it is. In my opinion, yeah. Yeah, because they are, in Malaysia, they are Muslim, and in Thailand, yeah. it's there, getting there less. A, there is a swift uh, switch between Muslim to Buddhism in this region. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the barrier of communication was the hardest. You ah, crash yeah. with the, with the, with the, with the. Cross that border and. Your English is no yeah. more good. Yeah. Not useful <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Yeah. What about like ah oh shit? Like your your moment that is just the most difficult part of the trip or challenging to overcome. Yeah, it has it has many uh, some related to the roads, some related to the to get the visas, but yeah, one of them was 
trying to get in the, the permit to enter to Cambodia. It was pretty tough, even with the with our uh, visas in hand, mm-hmm. was difficult for Mariam to reach Cambodia for. Cambodia does not exactly have good relations with Iran. Mm-hmm. They do let you guys in, but not easily. Yeah, exactly. As you experienced. My wife and I had received messages from other um, cyclists as well from Iran, and they were asking questions, and we're like, oh, no, it should be good. You have the visa. It says here on the online that you have the visa, and you can go to that port. And it was obviously not the case. Why don't you tell us about your story? Actually, we wanted to try to come to Cambodia from Laos border, but they... Specifically, Tropenkrel, the south border. Yeah, but I had I had e-visa, but they didn't let me to come in. And we waited there about six hours and communicate with people, with you. And after an officer could help us, and if he didn't help us... I couldn't come and I couldn't enter even with my valid visa and even with with a place that wrote in my e-visa that I can enter, they couldn't let me. But thanks God that the miracle helps. Yeah, something uh, happened. It's it's, it's a little sad. It's sad. Uh, It's very visible that Cambodia has a big, very big uh, inequality, you know, in the society. And we can guess that uh, it's a, it's a, we can guess that it's a corrupt country. Personally, I talk that, yes, something is wrong here in Cambodia. Uh, I, I don't know if, if it's ethical to talk about uh, the political situation of another country, but uh, I will let me to... You'll be gone before uh, okay. this is released. I will let me to, to continue with the... Yes, when do you advise that the, this, these things happen in the border? And uh, when do you advise that the, um, the road from, um, from the border point to checkpoint to Song Treng is uh, it's in very, in very bad... Uh, conditions uh, the condition of people living around there is really really sad and after you reach Siem Reap after after uh, look around all the way and uh, comparing the life after reach Siem Reap and you can look the spectacular change on it just you can advise that something is wrong you know? and the same happened in Fen of Fen uh, so you can see that the money is concentrated in some points and in my personal point of view it's something that uh, it's not it's not good to happen in a country in a beautiful country like this yeah. well there's um that has many in, many sources even in Phnom Penh there's there are families that live in the dump they live at the garbage dump in the dump that's where they live they have nowhere else to go and they collect whatever scrap metals they can find, anything to sell, to buy rice or enough food to survive. Yeah. And that's it. Just to give people some idea of what happened at the border, Mariam was denied entry even with the, the e-visa. And on the e-visa webpage, it says that that border is uh, an acceptable border to cross with the e-visa. And they said, no, no, Iranians cannot. You have to go back. You have to fly into Cambodia, which is not true because we've had other Iranian cyclists we know cross into the country. And so they were stuck there for hours. And then I saw the message from them. 
And then we got in touch with Mariam and Felipe and we checked out the website and we called the contact number, the, the hotline. And I spoke to the guy on the hotline and he says, no, 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 they have to be allowed to cross. So we actually went to the store and topped up Mariam's SIM card, which she had got from other cyclists. And luckily she had one. And then she called the hotline and then they finally sorted it out and definitely not pleased. Definitely the guys in the, the station there, that border crossing, were not pleased to be uh, overruled by somebody else. And every cyclist, cycle tourist I met has been told they've been asked for stamping fees. They say, yeah, you have a visa, but you must pay for the stamp. And it's just a bribe. So, I mean, if you hear this and you're in Cambodia, we all have to start making that change. We have to just say, no, I'll camp outside and put your tent in front of their doorway and tell every single person come through, don't pay the stamping fee. Most people come through, they pay 2 to $5 stamping fee. If hundreds or thousands come through a day, that's a lot of bribery money when you cut times up by 365 for a year. And that's why you see these people driving around in Lexus SUVs and Range Rovers, and you're like, what do you do? I'm a border guard. Big smile on their face. Anyways, other than that, Cambodia is a wonderful country. I've been living here for about five months now, really enjoying my time, but it definitely does have some developmental issues and corruption issues. What advice would you give other cyclists that um, are coming through this region? Anything that you would point out to them? Uh, to the South Asia or? Yeah, Southeast Asia. Southeast Asia, yeah, they should come and uh, visit these places and enjoy. It's a very nice place to visit. I recommend them to come. Yes, yes, for sure, for sure. Uh, sometimes adventure comes uh, tough, but it's a very good time for learn about the life, about different customs, especially me recommendation for Latins, no? uh, go out for your comfort zone and try something different. Uh, definitely these countries uh, give you a lot. Especially in my opinion, um, I'm not a religious person, but uh, especially I get impressed or in a good, uh, in a good uh, mood with uh, the Buddhism. It's more than a religion, in my opinion. It's a way in, in where you can uh, grow internally. So you can see in the in the smiles of people, especially in Thailand, uh, combined with a, a nice or good uh, economical situation, the country is in in peace. You can you can feel that Thailand with this mixing of the Buddhism and uh, the economical situation, the the behavior in general of of, of the society runs very well. So. Yes, uh, in my opinion, I get some, I don't know, peace of mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you feel at peace. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. I find that here in Southeast Asia, people might honk their cars, horns a lot. They might honk a lot, they might drive a little erratically, but in general, they're never angry. The drivers, you don't see them swearing and shouting and sticking middle fingers out, not like in Malaysia, you do see that a lot there. Yeah. But in Cambodia, even, I mean, they might be honking, but they're not angry. They're just, they're just doing their thing. That's just the way it is. So you just, you're supposed to honk. So you yeah. honk and uh, you're supposed to cut off the other person because that's, you have first come, first serve, but they're not angry about it. And the person that gets cuts off is not really angry. It's just like, ah, oh, I lost the race. Um, 
Yeah, it's, it's a really wonderful attitude. Are there any regrets to your trip? Just, <laughs> just the time that we choose. <laughs> just the time you chose. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, the weather. I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, talking about the weather. Just because the weather. Yeah, it's, it's brutal. It's getting nicer now, though. We went out last night to one of my school's functions in jeans and pants, and we're like, wow, it's not even hot. Yeah. Uh, so it really changes quick as soon as that rain came. Mm-hmm. So, Felipe, you're off to Vietnam this mm-hmm. coming week. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. For about three weeks. About three weeks, yes. And then you fly to Iran. Yeah, from Hanoi. From Hanoi after finish the the, the coast of uh, Vietnam, yes, and after Iran, yes. Okay, and then after that, you guys are moving to Baja. To Baja. This is our initial plan, yes. All right, so people, if you hear that, uh, you can always find Felipe and Mariam in Baja if you're doing a big, big bike tour. They are Warm yeah. Showers hosts, so yes, yes, yes. great people to meet. You'll Thank have you. some your amazing Iranian food, possibly, and tacos. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> starting with good tacos. Starting with good tacos, maybe the best tacos in Mexico. No, no, in Mexico there are many, big, many, very good tacos. So... It is time to end this podcast um, and smoke a shisha. Yeah. Play some cards, have a few drinks. And thank you, everybody, for listening. No, but yeah, following with the recommendation, yes, uh, we will be available until October. If you are in the part of the west west coast of uh, U.S. or Canada and you are planning to cross to Baja, yes, you have your home in in um in Ensenada so there you have it after October after October they will be ready to host in Baja in a Mexican Iranian and you might see me there around Christmas yes <laughs> yeah October say. October is a season of of uh, traveling of, of traveling yes, yes yes you have your you have your home there yes for I hope sure. how yes. you can I, I hope really really hope you can uh, go and visit us both of you, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Yes, I hope so too. All right, thank you guys. Thank you so much. I wish you all the best in the future. And I'm glad that you I had the chance to meet you. And it's great to see that love can flourish across borders and really, really across the entire world because it's half the world away. So thank very you. nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for your hospitality, for your helps. For your kindness. And yeah, for your kindness. Thank yeah. you so much. And thank you for the opportunity to share our sto- story. And uh, I don't know, I hope we can help uh, a little, yes, a little yeah. to future cycle tourists, future people that want to cycle this, these ways. Thanks again, Felipe and Mariam, for being on the show. I really enjoyed your guys' story, and I hope everybody else enjoyed it as well. I really want to take the time to thank you guys. I know English is definitely not your first language, and it's hard to do an interview in a language that is not yours. So I want to really thank you guys for going out there and doing this with me. In next week's episode, I'm interviewing Ben, a young Brit who, rather than go to university, decided to defer for a year to cycle from the UK to Australia. Tune in next week to hear his story. I want to end the show by thanking all my listeners once again for the emails and comments I regularly receive from you. 
It really helps motivate me and keep me going with this project and to continue sharing people's amazing stories. If you have questions or comments, you can email me at bike at bikepackadventures.ca or go to bikepackadventures.ca and shoot me a message through the contact form. You can also check out the webpage for past podcast episodes, bikepacking routes throughout Canada, blog posts, videos, and touring tips. Lastly, I'd like to once again thank all the individuals and companies that are supporting the podcast. If you are enjoying the show and like what I'm doing, you can become one of my show supporters by going to patreon.com slash bikepackadventures. And for just a few dollars a month, you can help keep this show going. You can also help out by sending a one-time donation through PayPal. This money all goes back into the podcast, help me to cover the costs associated with running the show, buy new equipment when necessary, and produce the high-quality content that you've become accustomed to. Much appreciated, and keep on pedaling. <laughs>